0: To a brand new episode of virtual coffee my name is alexa collier and on this podcast i showcase small business owners where we discuss their journeys their perspectives their pieces of advice i'll also sometimes do solo episodes where i share what's been on my mind and share some accelerators for you now with me today on this episode is emma the founder and owner of byoc Now BYOC stands for Bring Your Own Container, and they have a storefront located in Ann Arbor, Michigan. BYOC is a local refill station, so if you go to their storefront, you can refill your laundry detergent, hand soap, just a ton of products to ultimately help reduce single-use plastic. BYOC also sells products online and can ship them to you, to your door. I absolutely love Emma's mission and how she's positively impacting the world with her business, with BYOC, and I just know she's going to continue to succeed and go many many places so I hope you enjoy hearing her story now before we dive into this episode as always I'd appreciate if you could rate and review virtual coffee on the apple podcast app and on spotify really helps others discover us you can also follow us along on instagram facebook tiktok all the social medias it's all at virtual coffee podcast thank you so much for tuning in and enjoy this episode with emma Welcome, Emma. Thank you so much for being on Virtual Coffee. Thank you so
1: much. I'm excited to be here.
0: Awesome. Yeah, I'm looking forward to chatting with you. So to kick things off, introduce us to your company, BYOC. Maybe start with your mission and kind of how this business came to be.
1: Absolutely. So BYOC Co. stands for Bring Your Own Container. Hence, we we run our business on a bring-your-own-container model. Uh, the purpose of that is to reduce single-use plastic consumption in order to allow folks to refill on eco-friendly, plastic-free household cleaning and personal care products. Therefore, they can bring their containers to us. We can refill them directly with all sorts of different things like laundry detergent, hand soap, dish soap, shampoo, conditioner, really anything you can think of for the home and body, but we also do Zero waste essentials, so things like stasher bags, replacing plastic bags, Mm. um, shampoo bars, and all sorts of things.
0: I love that. I really hope to see more businesses like this, or even yours in particular, scale across the country. Because I just think this is such a wonderful idea. And how did the initial idea come to be? Was it you know you woke up one day, oh my gosh, I have this idea? Has this been a passion over the last few years for you? What was kind of the the origin?
1: Yeah, it's an interesting story because I didn't expect to be in this position whatsoever. So when I was a senior in college, I went to U of M right in Ann Arbor. So I stayed close to home for sure. Mm -hmm. But when I was in school, I saw a YouTube video. I've always been really into YouTube content and learning about different lifestyles and really got into zero waste and saw a refillery out in Los Angeles that operated out of um, a surfer van, a white surfer van. And they... We're traveling around to farmers markets and small businesses and doing pop-ups essentially with Mm. a refillery on wheels and it was just the coolest concept to me because I was looking around our area in Ann Arbor and thinking, we don't have anything like this, you know, on, on wheels or storefront wise so. I didn't at the time, though, when I saw that video, I did not think, oh, I'm going to go jump into this right <laughs> away. I was, again, I was still in college. I was on the route to go into social work, and this was in 2019. So 2020 came around, and I was just a couple months shy from graduating, and the pandemic hit. So that was a, a nice little wrench in all my plans, <laughs> but yeah it honestly just opened up an opportunity there. Um, You know, we were in quarantine, I had a lot of time on my hands. And it was it was really tough to find a job, especially when so many people were unemployed. And um, we had a lot of qualified individuals looking for, you know, jobs that were, you know, I was fresh out of college compared to a lot of folks with years and years of experience under their belt. So I ended up, I just started playing with the idea. I was like, okay, BYOC, let's play with this name and what this would look like. And uh, started looking at products that I really liked and if I could reach out to the manufacturer. And one thing kind of led to another. And so by, I graduated in May. And then by June, I had gotten our business license. And then in
0: August, we did our first pop up in Chelsea. Wow. It always fascinates me when folks like yourself just start a business because <laughs> it's I know so much work goes behind that and so many learnings and it it just seems so impossible like where do you even start? But then once you start talking to again people like yourself, it's okay, well, you get the business license you do that like it's really step by step and you do figure it along out along the way. but were there any key moments that were either, really hard to learn or get over or any key resources that you use, like any highlights when you look back on opening up BYOC that really stand out to you that you think could help others who might be in that position of, I have this idea, but I don't know where to start. Like, where do I go from here?
1: Absolutely. I think the best advice or just the moment and kind of all of it culminating into one thing was... I got a lot of nos. Let's just put it Mm -hmm. out there. (laughs) I sent out emails to a lot of businesses because A lot of the farmers markets in the area are producer only, and I could not make all of our products realistically Mm -hmm. for our refill station. And so I was needing to source from other businesses. And so a lot of farmers markets were out because of that. And then I needed to reach out to small businesses to see if we could, if they could make space for us to come and do a pop-up for a couple hours on the weekend. And that was challenging because I had to just over an email, express and explain what our mission was and what we do and why it's important. And when you're really, really young in the business-wise, it's hard to kind of explain that and put a vision or just, I guess it's hard to... um, see what that looks like, you know, before sure. you're actually set up and and doing the pop-up itself. So it takes a lot of uh, believing from the the owner themselves that are willing to bring you in. But I felt like once I explained what we do and why we do it and how, what that looks like, just um, the idea of refilling a container directly from something that you brought to our pop-up is obviously very different than what we typically do at the grocery store. Mm-hmm. So That is what I think gets people on board. And once you can kind of articulate and once we got pictures of after our first couple pop-ups and I showed what it looked like, that really started to sell what we were doing. And I feel like no matter what, we had to do social media in order to grow. Um, And that's what I feel like right now has been so pivotal in a lot of businesses is having a social media presence, even though at the end of the day, if I didn't have a business, I would not go on social media probably, because <laughs> um, I'm never on my personal accounts anymore. Yeah. But I do feel like we have a lot of positivity in our business space, and so it does make social media a little bit easier to to do. But it is, yeah, it was definitely challenging, and and I was 22, so people yeah. were looking at me like, um, "Are you crazy? What are what? you?" Doing? Yeah. <laughs> so that was a big one as well, for sure. Mm-hmm.
0: It's really incredible what you've accomplished and built, and I just really appreciate you sharing your story because I think it's very inspiring, like I said, for that person who has the idea and is maybe scared to try it, launch it, take that first step, maybe because they feel they're too young, too old, not in the right financial situation, etc. But you really can find a way to take that first step given your current situation, right? You know, of course... Someone isn't just going to give you a million dollars to launch your business, but what is a way right. that you can launch it that maybe won't be a ton of upfront cost? You know, you might not be able to do the um, storefront right away, but is there a way to start online? You know, I'm just kind of rambling now, but no, just- you're completely yeah. right. Though. That's yeah. why we started out as a pop-up. Mm-hmm. And
1: with my, you know, very little income, you know, I wasn't even getting real. I was using everything in my savings to start sure. it up. And then I ended up working a nine-to-five during the week and doing pop-ups okay. on the weekends. And then that kind of progressed into, okay, I can't work full-time anymore. So I need to right. started nannying part-time and making literally just enough to just break even every month and pay my mm-hmm. bills. And then that that proceeded on from basically when we started, we opened the store in April of 2021. We I didn't even go full-time at the store until July. So I was working a lot. (laughs) I would would nanny two times a week, but the days that the store wasn't open, I was nannying. So I was working seven days a week at that point for a couple months. And then I finally got to a point where I said, okay, we are, I feel like we're getting enough where I can, BYOC could pay the bare minimum now. (laughs) <laughs> mm-hmm. So it is a challenge, especially when you're younger and you don't have a huge savings account or um, a partner that can fully support you. There's right. there's a lot of logistics, but again, pop ups kind of exactly what you were saying. When you start at a lower scale, because either you're you're scared to you know go all in, a storefront mm-hmm. might be scary. But also financially, it's it's difficult to get the money that you need to open something like that. So a pop-up idea was kind of the way for me to make sure that we had a customer base, people liked the idea, and then it wasn't like the first time we ever made a sale when the store opened. Um, right. And that made a
0: huge difference. It's really incredible. And I you know one of my favorite terms is a realistic dreamer. And I feel like you really are one because you have your dreams and goals and milestones you want to hit while being realistic about it. So, um, for example, you started with the, the pop-up and juggled multiple jobs until, right? But you had that goal of maybe taking BYOC full-time or opening up that storefront while being realistic of your current situation. And I think that contributes a lot to being successful and being steady and mm-hmm. just continuing along your path without having to stop. Absolutely. I think you put that really well. Yeah, I'm just, I'm really, really enjoying your story. And I just love the idea behind this. So kind of digging into your products a little bit more. First, let's start with the the in-person storefront. So where are you located? And then what can someone expect walking into your store? Just kind of help us paint a little bit of a picture. Perfect. Yes.
1: So we are located at 255 East Liberty Street in Suite 215. Um, To give you a a visualization of what that means, Uh, we are in the underground space of our building. So when you come to us, you'll see that 255, but you got to go find our our suite number because we're downstairs. And it makes for a really cool experience because we're kind of this little neat underground hidden shop with all these different options for zero waste and uh, refills but we are across the street from the post office and we're in downtown Ann Arbor so that's probably the most important aspect and free parking on Sundays so come on Sundays that's what I tell everyone but um, (laughs) uh, because everyone likes to have free parking right right when you come to our shop, you'll come in. There are two different entrances, but we have the main one is typically people come down a set of stairs outside and then they enter through our door. We have a ton of windows. So you get to kind of see right in to our shop. Even if we weren't open, they can, you can still kind of see in even from there, but you walk in and we've got our refills. The first thing you see, so we have about say 40 to 50 refills in the shop. Um, And I kind of touched a little bit on a couple of those items. We do basically anything you can think of home and body. So we have things like body lotion, deodorant, we've got pods for laundry, we've got your powder, your liquids. So we try to have different forms of everyone has different preferences, right? So we wanna mm-hmm. make sure that we, we hit on those because even though I might prefer laundry powder, someone might really, really want a different option. So we've got to kind of have them all. And then the rest of the shop is dedicated to kind of your, your day-to-day essentials. So getting utensil sets. And I talked about stasher bags. We've got shampoo bars. We have tons of bar soap. I am, I'm definitely the biggest advocate for bar options if you can or are willing to try them. So shampoo, conditioner, um, we have solid dish soap. We have shaving soaps and obviously bar soaps for the hand and body. So when you, when you go that route, it's really nice because everything's package-free in the shop. That means when you take it home, you don't really have anything extra unless you want us to wrap it up in some spare craft paper that we use mm-hmm. from our that we get from our shipments. And then when you use that product up, it's just gone at the end. You don't have anything to throw away. You might have to maybe, uh, there's, there can be little tiny slivers of soap at the end um, that are, can be hard to get to. You can just mush that onto a new bar and then you keep using it. Um, But that's kind of the concept of the store is that we we really try to limit packaging as much as we can.
0: Yeah. Um, Are you able to ship any of your products that you can buy online or is that more for picking up at the store? Yeah, we have pickup options and online. So
1: none of our refills are available for Mm -hmm. shipping, but all of the rest of our products are. So when you go to our website and you click on shop, that will be there.
0: Nice. I love that you're able to... Share this mission and all of this goodness with people across the country. Are you able to ship um, international or is it within U- the United States? We haven't gotten much interest about international yet,
1: okay. and I think once that comes up, I will absolutely look into it because it would be an interesting concept. I literally tell everyone, I DIY this entire thing. So when <laughs> someone comes up to me and says, this is what I need, I'm like, okay, now I have to learn how to do that and yep. and, and try <laughs> to, to learn everything I can before launching it, of course. But um, that would be one of the things that I would have to navigate, especially with all the things that go into, I know there are obviously extra
0: complications to it, but I'm more than willing to to learn and, and figure out how to do it. Excellent. Again, love your love your growth mindset there. And yeah, I just like to clarify um, for our listeners, you know, where, where those uh, shipping boundaries are, but yeah, that's congratulations on having a storefront and shipping. I mean, those are two really big accomplishments in a short amount of time. And I think that's just something to really be proud of. And congratulations on that. Thank you so much. Yeah, of course. And so kind of going back to those products, it looks like uh, you might partner with others, right, to sell their products in your store and online. How does that process work? Are they a lot of small businesses? Do you go the manufacturing route? Kind of give us the behind the scenes on that.
1: Oh, I'm happy to. I think in terms of transparency, it's really important to give the the behind-the-scenes look, especially in in a business like ours where, you know, you want to know that we're not greenwashing you. You know, we're not you know, emptying a bunch of eight ounce bottles into this one big five gallon container and saying, oh yeah, but it's a refill. I'm, oh my gosh. Wouldn't that be a nightmare? Uh, <laughs> so I feel like it's really important that people ask questions and when they come into the store, they ask those same things that you just asked and mm-hmm. uh, I'm more than happy to answer it. And I think sometimes it can be intimidating to ask a question like that, but sure. it really shouldn't be because we should be able to answer that to everyone, um, where we're getting it and, and how we're, getting it and how we're going to deal with the the packaging that we do receive and Mm -hmm. have to use so when it what it looks like for us is we have kind of a 50 50 split of small businesses that are in the michigan or Midwest area and then uh, manufacturers that have our our regular typically honestly mostly all of our products are from small businesses they might be a, a small businesses in general can be hard to define because they have mm-hmm. this really high ceiling of how many employees they could have, how many customers they can have. Um, so it's hard to describe it. But for the most part, I would say our our shop is stocking small businesses. So all of our bar soaps um, in the shop are made right in Ann Arbor. We stock two different brands, Bubble Babe Soaps and Tiani Body Care. Uh, we love having local options, especially because they can make our products. We can put in an order And within a week or two, they're bringing that in and they're dropping it off in person. So it's not any extra packaging. There's no shipping involved. So there's Mm a lot less of a carbon footprint when it comes to that. Again, I would much rather have that than having to get a bar of soap shipped from California. So I think that that's something I'm valuing very much at the end of the day and hope we can bring in more and more options like that. But then we have skincare from Holland. And we've got all of our laundry detergents, our our liquid laundry detergents are made in Davisburg, which is kind of near Goodrich and a little bit north of us. So I drive an hour every probably couple months and pick up a laundry detergent. I actually have to do that in the next couple days. We just ordered quite a large quantity of laundry soap. (laughs) I I think I'm picking up almost 90 gallons of laundry
0: detergent, (laughs)
1: which is Crazy. That's the most we've ever ordered. Got to a point now where we're actually going to be transitioning to having big 30-gallon drums in the store where you can refill out of because we just, we do sell um, our big refills, our laundry detergent, hand soap, and dish soap. So we kind of want to prevent running out of things, but also order in bulk where we're creating the least amount of packaging. But a lot of our products come in either package-free, so we do request that they get shipped to us or without any plastic. So occasionally we get the plastic tape and things like that, but that's about the most plastic that we get in our shipments. Okay. And then for um, our local options, yep, they just get to bring it right to the store or we go and drive to them and pick it up. We do have quite a few of our partners. I can get containers from them. So for example, our laundry detergent. We get five-gallon collapsible plastic bags filled. And then we get those back to the store. We refill them into our, our kind of display jug. And then once those are empty, we bring them right back up to Mama Suds and drop them off. We'll probably bring seven to 10 every time that we go up. And she'll clean those out and refill them for the next customer or for us in the future.
0: Yeah, I really appreciate the transparency behind that. And again, I love that you're embracing... Supporting other businesses, small or big, I understand what you mean, where it's it's hard to define what a small business is, but either way, supporting those locally made, handmade type of products and bringing them into your shop and distributing them from there, all while going back to your mission of impacting the environment in a positive way, bringing your own container and whatnot. But I really, really like that process. And again, it's just incredible to see what you've built and to think about what goes behind this, right? Opening up the store, making your connections with those companies to sell their products and getting them into your storefront. is just a really awesome operation that, that you've built up. Um, and I know you've been giving advice all along this way, but is there any other specific pieces of advice that you want to share to others who are looking to go down this path? You know, whether it's, in the jewelry making business, opening up a coffee shop, anything, just any major pieces of of advice that you want to make sure you pass along to folks who want to open their own businesses? Yeah. Oh, gosh, that's such a
1: good question. Um, (laughs) You know, looking back now, because now I'm 24 and Mm -hmm. I'm still pretty young. (laughs) I I feel like I've learned more now in the last year and a half or two years than i ever really did. Even, I mean, just in college and all this. And I, I say that because I, I have so many different jobs while being the owner of the business. Um, Mm -hmm. We don't have any employees right now. My, my parents help out a ton. Actually my, my whole family um, and my partner help immensely. And I don't know if we'd be where we are without them. So thank goodness, um, having a support system is really important. And and that would be one of my really big advice to give is is to find that support system and lean on them when you need it, because it's really lonely if you start a business Mm -hmm. and It's just you. So having someone to bounce ideas off of, even if they're not 100 percent, you know, understanding of what your mission is. I mean, my family was like, okay, you're going to go zero waste. What does that look like? How does that how does that impact our lives? Because obviously when I events and things, I bring things to kind of prepare for waste being created. And they really jumped on board and, and tried to do things in their own life on their own without my guidance. And I'm really happy about that. So yeah, support system is is definitely one of um, the big, big things for me. But also, I kind of was touching on it earlier. It's you get a lot of no's. And so I feel yeah. like pushing through that and knowing this is a good idea. I need to just find someone else to tell my story to and see if they're on board What I've found really helpful is finding Folks that already have that kind of mission in their own business—that we've been when we were looking for businesses to pop up with—who cared about waste, or if it was just the quality of ingredients, things like that—they, there are ways to really tie businesses together, even if they don't um, necessarily do the same things. Mm -hmm. But yeah, just believe in yourself. I, I couldn't, and that's so silly to say. Everyone says that, right? But I. I think that was one of the biggest things for me. Um, you know, I had a lot of people telling me, do not do a store. You should not do a store. I don't know why you think you should do that. <laughs> and, and I said, no, I don't think that's, I don't think that's the right move. I think the store is going to do is is the answer to a lot of the problems that I was having. So in terms of owning a business, it's so fun and getting to talk to so many amazing people, the networking is amazing. So I, I think it's really fun to just jump in and learn as you go. You're going to get the education of a lifetime, and that's going to be more valuable than anything. Even if it fails, at the end of the day, now you have experiencing in accounting and bookkeeping and social media, yep. communications. There's so,
0: so much. So yep. I think it's really helpful. For sure. I mean, all wonderful pieces of advice. I think a lot of those even go hand in hand in terms of, that importance of finding your community and support system. And in certain ways, some of those will come naturally, whether it's through family, friends, uh, your your partnerships, but also when you're saying you get a lot of no's and just keep going, that's also finding your community in a way, right? You, you need to find the person who will click with you, will support you, will get behind your mission. And that might take a little bit. And that might take yeah. a lot of finding a lot of the wrong people first until you find the right people. So I just like how those go go hand in hand. And then to your point as well, just being strong in what you're feeling, in what you're doing, sticking behind it, of course, evolving as you get that feedback and guidance, but really staying true to your mission, which is clear that's what you're doing, is really staying true to your fundamental why and then building from there versus building, trying to figure out the why, changing your why. It's stick with your why and go from there. And clearly that that has worked quite well for you and for a lot of others who have been on this podcast as well. So really like all those pieces of advice. Kind of looking to the future now, I'd love to know if there are any major goals or milestones either for yourself personally or for BYOC that you want to share with our audience. You know, any specific directions you want to take the business, or perhaps you have other adventures that you want to go on business-wise. Anything you'd like to share when you think about the future?
1: That has been the big question, I think, that I've, Mm -hmm. especially since 2022 came upon us, looking towards the future and and trying to think, okay, what is this going to look like this year, but next year and, you know, five years from now. So I don't talk about it very often, but I have been asked about doing a second location at some point or somewhere. So I'm not sure what that looks like and where that could be. If I were to do a second location, it would definitely be in Southeast Michigan. I imagine it not being farther than an hour from where we are now because I really want to be as heavily involved in that process. Um, Obviously as the owner, I I need to be, but I want to I want to be ingrained in the community itself because we Mm With BYOC now, we're we're actually working with the city of Ann Arbor quite a bit and getting involved in different initiatives that they're trying to pull, you know, push through. So I want to do that wherever we go next as well. So I want to be fully prepared to do that. And so I know there's a lot of that is is getting an employee and getting an, an employees plural probably to kind of take over the reins of the day to day operations at the store, so that I can kind of work on the bigger ideas. I think. The store is doing great things when it comes to diverting plastics and, you know, really promoting high quality ingredients and things that are better and healthier for us personally. But there are some really big, when it comes to energy and climate, that is kind of where I think I need to go in the future personally, but also BYOC needs to take on that responsibility as well because- That's kind of right. That's where we we have yeah. to go, <laughs> <laughs> right, um, to make big changes. And I think that's that's solar. That's that's doing all these different, um, you know, with carbon neutrality. You know, the city of Ann Arbor is being really ambitious with those goals, and so helping them in any way I can to accomplish those and to advocate and get mm-hmm. more and more folks on board is really important to me. So that's kind of where I see. A, uh, my personal kind of um, business side, I guess, going, um, mm-hmm. and then for BYOC, maybe doing, maybe doing another location. I have no idea what that would look like, one. <laughs> uh, but it is fun to think about because I'd love to get to know another community the way I do Ann Arbor. And again, at the end of the day, we're we're diverting plastic, so you know, the more locations we have, the more we can can kind of keep out of the landfill and and introduce. Mm-hmm folks to this type of lifestyle, whether it's a shampoo bar or they're, you know, shopping, doing all their refills with us, you know, every single purchase counts towards the things that we can divert.
0: Definitely. And again, going back to that growth mindset, but also knowing your core mission, right? It sounds like BYOC fulfills your personal mission and then having that growth mindset, not being afraid to go slightly different directions while coming back to that mission impacting the environment right going plastic free etc I just think you have such a great mindset Um, I think it, it just fits so well with what you're trying to do both for your community for yourself for your business and I think that's very inspiring for others who you know might be sitting there with an idea but don't know where to go go with it right it's just try it. You just got to go for it as long as you stay true to who you are and stay true to your mission. Absolutely. I love that. And yeah, and kind of I know we're kind of flip-flopping topics here, but I'm always interested especially for yourself, you know, a little bit of a younger age in your 20s when you're launching your first business. Did you find that it it is or was that grind culture, you know, working 24 seven, it never stops that you kind of see on social media, or did you find your own balance? What were your feelings as you know, you're, you were going through that launching BYOC and now is it nonstop or were you able to kind of explore that balance between the business, your personal hobbies, family, friends, et cetera?
1: You know, if my family were listening to this right now, they would be like, you better answer honestly. (laughs) (laughs) So I I will. And the answer really is, you know, in the beginning when we were doing pop-ups, it was a lot more maintainable. I was just working on the weekends. I mean, I was working a full-time job and then part-time. So I had a little bit of, you know, work-life balance going on. Mm -hmm. And then, when the store opened, again, I was working 24-7, so that was that was tough. But since going full-time at BYOC, I felt like probably I had a good three months there where I was really able to take my time when I wasn't at the store to be for myself. But okay. <laughs> since the holidays <laughs> and now we're in tax season, mm-hmm. yeah, probably not the case. I am okay. definitely working quite a bit, and the struggle with that is at the end of the day, I have to pay my bills. And so working five days a week in the store, that's why we close on Monday and Tuesdays. That's so that I have a normal kind of nine to five idea, right? So I work mm-hmm. five days on my 40 hours and then um, I have my days off and because I'm the only person in the store typically. But when I'm not in the store, I have to kind of catch up on all the things I can't do when I'm working as like kind of the store associate. I'm, you know, helping folks make decisions and doing the refills. And mm-hmm. there's a lot of questions to answer as well as just keeping the store tidy. Um, I'm also, you know, I'm like the janitor. I've got to clean the floors, right. especially right now. We got a lot of salt on the floor. So mm-hmm. mopping quite a bit and, you know, cleaning up soap spills. It's, it's not always super pretty. But. I told my mom this yesterday, at the end of the day, I want to be here at least one or two days a week, no matter how old I get, how many employees I have, I want to be in the store working because that is the way, not only that I can connect with customers and the people that I want to see, but also what being in tune with what the business needs. If you're not there working every day, or just at least being there at least once, uh, once a week, you don't really know what what it needs anymore. You're not you're getting secondhand information, and I think the most valuable thing I can do is is be there and and witness those things firsthand. But um yeah, it's been it's been hard to kind of have that work life balance. And because Mondays and Tuesdays are my days off, I don't have a single <laughs> alignment with any of my family or friends on weekends. So. Right? <laughs> um, yeah, they all get their Saturdays and Sundays. So and it can be tough on relationships. You know, my partner, very much we've had to make that sacrifice that he's he's off on the weekends. And I'm I'm uh, off on these days, but we work through it. We know what we're working towards. And I think that's really the big difference maker is that I know this isn't going to be forever and I'm working towards having a a better balance. But I know that in order to own a business and own it this young, it does take a lot of extra work and Mm -hmm. um, kind of building up, getting an employee that can that can take, you know, a Sunday so I can have Sundays for myself. But I know that it'll happen one day.
0: Yeah, no, definitely. And again, I really appreciate your honesty there and just understanding almost the expectations of, okay, I know I'm the only employee right now. I have these goals for the business, so I need to put in the work. And you you kind of set those expectations with yourself and others around you and kind of come to that understanding while also knowing hopefully there's there's that light at the end of the tunnel, right? You're saying you want to hire more people, get more employees, like that will come. So I think that's probably helpful as well. And you know, I kind of go back to like, whether you are working, you know, 80 hours a week, 40 hours a week, everyone, I think struggles with that balance of when to work, when to put it aside, when to, you know, go enjoy your family and friends and other things versus putting in that grind. And I think there's just, that's just something everyone can relate to. And it's about finding that balance that works for you and understanding what you want to accomplish and If you choose to take that extra day off or don't go into work that day, like understanding almost what you're giving up, but also what you're gaining. (laughs) So if that makes sense. Like there's going to be those pros and cons to staying late and to going home um, and just kind of being aware of that and having that understanding so that you can make the right decision for yourself.
1: Oh yeah, it's uh it's definitely a, a challenge every day, but it's worth mm-hmm. it. I, mean, yeah. I I can't say that it's not. So um, I love backpacking and hiking in the summer. So the more work I'm doing right now to get our taxes and everything kind of in order to set us up for the year ahead makes my summer look a little bit nicer. So mm-hmm. I think you looking at it with the always looking ahead, making goals for what you want your life to look like, and actively trying to do the things to make you so you can get there um, because I think it's easy to make goals without actually putting in an action plan. But once you do put in that plan and and work towards it, you know it is it is achievable. It's not impossible. Yes.
0: yeah, exactly. And I, to that point, I think in summary, it's just about being intentional with most things that you're doing and and knowing where that intention is going to get you, what the outcomes of that that intention are. So, yeah. No, I, I love that. I, yeah, I just, again, I really appreciate that, that honesty and transparency. My last big question for you, Emma, before we close out here is what is your proudest accomplishment so far? And I know that's a big question, yes. but it can be related to BYOC or on a completely different topic. Just kind of that first thing that comes to mind when I ask you what your proudest accomplishment is so far. Yeah. I guess, I mean, the big obvious one in the room is probably
1: opening the store and having a brick and mortar location. I don't take it lightly that I am where I am and that I've been able to accomplish these things. I think it's really, I want to inspire other people to be able to do something like this. And just having a store at the end of the day, it's, and especially after having worked and done pop-ups where you're literally carrying very large uh you know we we had refills that came in glass containers and all these things they were heavy um I was exhausted after pop-ups <laughs> um so it's a lot of work and so now that I get to just you know roll up I get my parking spot mm-hmm. and then I walk <laughs> spot. and and even then I didn't even have a parking spot next to my store for about probably seven or eight months and then I finally wow. said okay, I'm going to spend this ridiculous amount of money because city of Ann Arbor, everything's expenses, of course, but I'm going to, if this helps like my happiness to spend this money on getting a parking spot near my store, it is worth it at the end of Mm -hmm. the day. But those little things where being able to walk in and say, everything's already set up. All I got to do is turn on my register and start the day or, you know, turn on some, a couple of lights. So It makes a huge difference mentally, but just being able to have accomplished that and I had to really train myself not to look at, I think everyone's definition of success is very different. And for me, my interpretation of success was making a lot of money. And now I've learned that it's definitely not the case. I feel fulfillment and success really kind of goes hand in hand with how your career is going and and what people are how the outside is kind of looking at you. And um, people always make it seem like we're, we're the what I'm doing and, and what we've kind of done at BYOC is more than I even think we've done. So mm. even though I don't take a big paycheck home every month, because being a small business owner, you learn very quickly that I think when I, right when we were starting someone, a lot of people were telling me, you won't take a paycheck home for five years or <laughs> you won't. Um, and I was able to take one home. And and even though it was just breaking even, that was a yeah. huge accomplishment. So yeah. the store and being able to live the way that I do, you know, it's not perfect. And I still have very aggressive goals for zero waste that as my situation, you know, increases as time I would love to own a home one day and have my own garden with a dry you know with a a clothesline Mm -hmm. outside there's there's so many things but that's my happiness and that's my success so it really isn't associated to money and getting to just get to experience uh owning a shop downtown like what a dream I get to hang out with the coolest people and talk to them and be a part of these really cool groups and definitely living a dream.
0: I mean, what a beautiful way to end this conversation. And again, congratulations on everything you've accomplished so far. And I look forward to continuing to follow your story. And you're welcome back on the podcast anytime to give any updates or share any other thoughts. And yeah, just congratulations on on what you're doing and what you've accomplished. And I hope everyone checks you out and visits your store if, if they can. Thank you so much. This is such a
1: pleasure. I, I love talking about I think this is a good way to just that your mission and what you want to do with sharing other small businesses stories. I can't wait to keep listening along and,
0: and hearing awesome. other folks. Yeah. And thank you so much for your support. Um, but before we sign off here, where can people find you in BYOC? Shout out your address again. And then of course, give us your social medias and anything else you want to shout out. Yeah. So BYOC Co is on our, our address is 255 East Liberty street
1: suite 215 in Ann Arbor, Michigan. And you can find us um, at byocco.com. All of our information is there. You can find our our online store, but also a list of all of our refills um, with ingredients, pricing, manufacturing. So we we really do try to put all that out there for you to see. And then um, you can find us on Instagram at byoc underscore co and Facebook. We've got one of those too. And hopefully an email list will be added to our website very soon here. So keep a lookout for that.
0: Excellent. Well, again, thank you so much, Emma, for coming on and sharing your story. And I hope everyone goes to check out you and BYOC. Thank you so much.
1: I so appreciate it. Have a great rest of your day.
0: Awesome. (laughs) You too.